Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. All right, welcome to the next edition of the 49ers Roster Countdown. And today's a fun one. Number 77 out of 90, tight end, wide receiver, coach, tryout king, Jordan Matthews. I love this guy. Uh, I mean, if for no other reason, this is Jerry Rice's freaking cousin we're talking about here. Jerry Rice's cousin, blood. Um, I love Jordan Matthews. I love his journey um, to the NFL, the all-time leading SEC receiver out of Vanderbilt, the Fighting Commodores, um, entering his eighth season. And, you know, I, I struggled with where to put him on this list because... He, you know, this entire list is most important for the 2022 season and not long-term, but just this season alone. I don't think there's any chance that Jordan Matthews really is going to get playing time outside of injuries. I, I, I don't see it, but his impact is heavy because this dude is a coach. This dude is a glue guy. This dude is a locker room, whatever you can fill in all the superlatives, he is exactly what you want on your team. So let's dive in. He's wearing jersey number 88, um, six foot three, two fifteen, which you know, that's what he came in as. He's added weight. Uh, that's what he came into the NFL. He came in as a wide receiver, second round wide receiver for the Eagles. And he's 29 years old now, entering his eighth season, and is basically a full-time tight end-ish. Uh, <laughs> we haven't really seen a lot of playing time with him outside of preseason last year at that position. But he's from Madison Academy in Alabama, was a three-star recruit, smart as heck. Um, again, every single player on the 49ers seems to fit that mold. Um, went to Vanderbilt, which is not easy to get into academically if you're trying to be in athletics. Um, and, you know, he's just titled as this amazing leader slash coach on the sidelines. And at Vanderbilt, he was first team all SEC, not once but twice. 
Uh, dude was all over the place. All-American wide receiver in 2013. Won the elite, the uh, CFPA elite wide receiver trophy in 2013. MVP of the uh, Compass Bowl in 2014. And whenever he left Fanti, like I said, most productive pass catcher in SEC history. Now, he's since switched to the tight end position because of Kyle Shanahan wanted him to. But whenever he came out, man, athletic freak with great size. Ran a 4.46. He's fast, man. Three cones, 6.95. Whew. Great hands, great routes, 35.5-inch vertical. Um, and just he came up and developed into a quality starter. Definitely had a decent year. I mean, decent career. Not, not anything majestic or whatever, but I think, you know, he was pick number 42 overall, the 10th pick in the second round by the Eagles. And I mean, listen to these numbers came in his rookie year, 67 catches, 872 yards, eight touchdowns, sophomore year, 85 catches, 997 yards, just under a thousand, eight touchdowns. And then it started to kind of trail off. Third year, 73 receptions, 800 yards, three touchdowns. Then he gets traded to Buffalo for Ronald Darby, the corner, and just since then was never the same. Uh, once he got to Buffalo in 2017, 25 catches, 282 yards, one touchdown. And then after that, it's just been kind of, you know, just hanging on. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's interesting if you look at his transactions. I pulled up every single transaction that he's had, and most of them are with the 49ers. Um, cause they signed Jordan Matthews, December 11, 2019. Okay. Then he was removed, um, the following year, December 8, 2020, then brought back December 23. So two weeks later, um, then activated December 25th on Christmas, 2020, then brought back down to the practice squad. I mean, they have released and reactivated him more times than you can count. I think it's almost like 10 times. Why? He's somebody you want around, but he's not probably the guy that you want in the game itself. Now, maybe that'll change this year. Uh, changing from wide receiver to tight end, a position he hasn't played, takes time. Uh, the physicality, the blocking, all those things. But he's started 46 games in his career. He's played in 76. A lot of experience. And, man, you look at his career stats. It's nothing to scoff at. 274 career receptions, 32,000 yards, and 22 touchdowns. Like, was it a home run hit? No. But got good production and traded him for a quality corner. That's kind of what he is. Now, what's his projections? Oh, my gosh. All over the map. Maybe you keep him around on the practice squad, even though I doubt it. I think to even land on the practice squad, it's going to take an injury or two uh, to the tight end position. But... Yeah, he could be a coach. Yeah, I, I would be shocked if they release him and bring him on as, you know, a quality control guy or whatever just to keep him around the building. I, I truly do believe even if he doesn't make the roster this year, Jordan Matthews is going to be in that 49ers building for a long time coming. I mean, good gosh. Okay, this is probably the, the best testament to what he means to Kyle Shanahan. After the 49ers traded up to the number three pick, they asked Trey Lance to hold a second workout. They flew Jordan Matthews out for Trey Lance to throw passes to him at his second pro day. <laughs> like, that's unheard of. But Kyle Shanahan literally said, I want John Beck, my guy, coaching the pro day. And I want Jordan Matthews, my guy, there catching for the pro day. And... Uh, 
this dude's going to be a coach for the 49ers. So I have him at number 77. And again, he's kind of in no man's land because I think his impact will be very, very strong on the 49ers, but probably not as a player. Um, I don't know what to do with that. I love Jordan Matthews. And I, if there was a Vegas odd where I could bet on him coaching the 49ers, being on the coaching staff next year, I would bet a lot because this dude's going to be around Kyle Shanahan for a very, very long time. So number 77, tight end with a question mark, Jordan Matthews. I don't think he's going to be on the field during game days unless injuries take place. I don't even think he's going to be on the practice squad, but I think you can guarantee probably three to four transactions of them this year and then a coach next year. That's what I see. And just, again, another guy, love having him around. And just an amazing player, amazing man, and amazing teammate and locker room guy. So that's Jordan Matthews, number 77. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And up next, we got number 76 out of 90. And again, this whole entire list is the most important players ranked 1 to 90, or 90 to 1 in our case, uh, starting at the bottom and working all the way to the top, of who can help the 49ers in the 2022 season. At number 76, we got linebacker Jeremiah the General, uh, Jimmel. Uh, the General is his nickname given to him by his teammates, and that's kind of what this guy is. Now, real quick, it doesn't take much to see. He's an anomaly whenever it comes to 49ers pick linebackers because he's undersized. He's not fast. Um, he doesn't have the metrics really at all. You know, you look at Fred Warner and Aziz and, uh, like, literally even all the undrafted free agents that they brought in, 
linebackers usually are big and fast. That's what the 49ers want. So Jeremiah Gimmel is a departure from that. He's six foot one, two twenty-five, um, already twenty-three years old, entering his rookie season. And he's not fast. He's not as big. He's not fast. In fact, every single measurable that we have recorded for him is in the bottom 30% of all NFL linebackers. Didn't test any of the 40, any athletic measurements. He didn't do. He chose, he opted out of those. And whenever you watch his film, that's not what pops. What pops is everything that's you know, intangible that that's, he's the general film junkie, you know, fill in all the, you know, whatever you want to say about him. instincts, always where he should be leader, two-time team captain. That's what he is. And he's going to need time. This guy's going to need time. Now, high school, uh, he went to East Coweta, uh, Georgia, which is, you know, Southwest of Atlanta. They got some great football programs through there. And he was one of the best in that. Now, athletically, it's always kind of been an issue for him. You know, whenever he came out of high school, he was the 33rd outside linebacker in the country and the number 45 player in Georgia. But whenever you look at what he was able to accomplish in Georgia, it was unreal. First team all state, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Named the Atlanta Journal-Constitution All-Metro player. He was just all over the place. He was the Noonan Times Defensive Player of the Year, earned honorable All-State honors as a junior, and then won it as a senior. All county. I mean, like, you can go on production off the freaking charts. I mean, the dude, listen to these stats, okay? Uh, his senior year. 101 tackles, 13 for loss, four sacks, six blocked kicks, <laughs> and had four rushing touchdowns and two receiving scores on offense. That's all in one year. Um, six blocked kicks. Now, what was interesting is even though he had six blocked kicks in one year in high school, special teams, he didn't really play at all, um, which is a positive and a negative. Why didn't he play special teams? Well, a couple reasons. By his sophomore, true sophomore year, he started every single game at linebacker for North Carolina, and he never missed a start. So he started 13 games sophomore year, 12 games junior year, 13 games senior year. So he started all these games, you know, 38 straight. So obviously you're not going to put your starting Mike Backer on special teams. The negative with that is it's probably going to ha how he would win a job in the NFL. So that's something that's going to have to change. Now, if we just look at what he was able to accomplish his senior season, um, 13 starts, he was third team, all SACC, uh, finished second on the team, 75 tackles, seven hurries, five and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, three breakups, one interception, one forced fumble. Highly productive, highly productive, can blitz well. And, you know, literally everything that kind of comes off with him. It's stuff you can't measure. If, if you were to grow a linebacker in the lab, it ain't going to look like Jeremiah Gimmel. It's not. But he is one of those guys that you say, man, I wish I could put his mindset, knowledge, work ethic in one of these other you know, guys' bodies because that's just what he did. I mean, he's again, like he didn't test on any speed stuff, none. But height, he's just – Barely over six foot, 15th percentile of all NFL linebackers. Weight, 226, 6th percentile. Wingspan, 76 inches, 30th percentile. Arm length, 31 inches, 18th percentile. Hand size, 9 and a quarter, 21st percentile. 
he's not how you build him. But instincts and intangibles. I mean, the reason he's named the general. You don't give that name to somebody that's not going to bring it every day. That's what he's a two-time team captain in Chapel Hill. Crazy motor. Wherever he's going, he's going full speed. Now his speed might not be as high as a lot of other players, but he shows up. Um, renowned for his film work and understanding and analysis, processing plays. It it's what he is. Okay, so Jim Rat, you know, fill in whatever you want to say. Can he make this roster? I don't know, man. I, with Aziz possibly missing some time, that helps his cause. The problem is, I don't know if he could play outside backer for the 49ers at the Will or Sam spot. I just don't see it. Because of his lack of athleticism, I think you got to keep him inside. So best case scenario is he fights for that Mike Fred Warner um, role, but we've seen the 49ers, whenever Fred Warner gets hurt, they're not promoting, they're not going to put him in there. Instead, they'd side Aziz or Dre Greenlaw to that Mike spot. So even if you got one of those injuries, I don't see how Gimbal makes the field. But I love this kid. I, I really, really do. You know, the former coach in me is just like, these are the guys I want to build with. Um, so he's a project player. It, it's going to take... It's going to take some time. A practice squad, best case scenario for him. But I, I, he's an NFL player. And I think, it, I think it was a bad spot to land for him just because the depth of the 49ers and the physical attributes that they want at that linebacker position don't match. But he gets an opportunity. I'll tell you this. He's got a, he's got a flash in preseason. When you're watching those games – you're going to be sitting there saying, oh, man, who is that guy? Who is number 47? That's his jersey number. Who is that? And you're going to hear me say it. Oh, that's the general, baby. The general Jeremiah Gimmel, linebacker, number 76 for us. But he's going to have a good special team, so he's going to become a fan favorite during preseason I just don't see it long term. I hope that he lands on the practice squad, and if another team – has a mic issue, I could see him getting poached. Because, again, the higher caliber of player in production, I think that's what lands him at 76. And today's episode got me a little scared. I hate this number. I don't like where I have him. Um, number 75 in whatever position he plays, I, I want to put defensive tackle on there because I think that's where he'll end up. But uh, center, Offensive guard, fullback, undrafted free agent, out of Mercer, out of Mercer. Um, the first player ever to make it to the NFL out of Mercer, Jason Poe. Now, why do I have him at 75? Um, this entire list, the premise is who has the biggest impact on the 2022 season. This is not a long-term list, one through 90. That's if, if it was, I'd probably put Jason Poe in the 50s, uh, maybe even higher, maybe back into the 40s, because this dude is going to be starting in the league in a year and a half, or he's not going to be in the league. It, this is a boom-bust prospect with elite, not good, not great, elite athleticism. And his story in which he got to the NFL is... Equally amazing. Um, the 49ers continue to bring in guys 
they're shooting for the rooftops, man. That's what this is. Now, his jersey number, he's wearing 62, which should tell you a little bit of something about where they have him. They have him playing guard, and that's predominantly every single one of his starts at the collegiate level were at guard, no matter where he was. So, um, you know, you talk about what he, he's 6'1", which is much shorter than most guards in the NFL. 300 pounds, okay, a little bit on the light side, 23 years old, and he's entering his rookie season. Now, his journey is interesting to say the least. Back to back profiles now that we've done Southern Georgia players. Jason Poe went to Fitzgerald High School, um, which is a South Georgia Title I school. And if you want to know how South they are, their mascot is the Purple Hurricanes. So, yeah, they're right on top of Florida and they get a lot of that hurricane weather that comes through there. And, you know, not a prominent athletic high school, a smaller school for sure. Then he goes to college um, where he bounced around, was at Hutchinson Community College. Then he went to Lenore Rhine. Then he went to Mercer. I mean, this dude has traveled. Um, there's no doubt about it. And finished his career with the Mercer Bears and where he was named team captain. So not a lot of teams have a guard as their team captain. And I think that kind of illustrates, even though he was only there for uh, two years, uh, one year, sorry, he was just there for one year, um, got 10 starts there, named team captain, his very first year in the program. The kid is different. Didn't get invited to the combine, makes his own combine highlight video, went you know, crazy 49ers met with him several times before the draft and a lot of the draft write-ups and things that are out there on him had him as a sixth or seventh round draft pick. Now in one of the deepest drafts in memory because of the COVID exemption year where players could stay for five years, whatever he got pushed to the undrafted uh, free agent status, which is great for the 49ers. Now, Mercer, again, zero <laughs> players in the NFL besides Poe currently. Um, and, man, he was so bad out of high school. Whenever he went to Hutchinson Community College, they tried to convince him to be a manager. He's raw. Um, capital R-A-W. Raw, raw, raw. <laughs> um, but, like, okay, let's counteract that. Mike Renner of PFF said that he's the best pulling guard in college football. His athleticism jumps off the screen continuously. He's got a lot of work to do. There's no doubt about it. But the traits, which we'll get to in a second, uh, you know, I want to say shout out to uh, our, our boys who always put this together. They put on there would be an excellent candidate for American Ninja Warrior at 300 pounds. I mean, he is fascinating, can throw, can catch, can run routes, can kind of do everything. And if you look at what he's able to do, look at the bench press reps, 34. Dude's a beast. Dude is a beast. 40-yard dash. He ran a 4.89 at 300 pounds. Three cones, 7.44. Vertical, 31 and a half inches. The dude is just dynamite. Packed into, I don't know, like Kyle Juszczyk, for example, right? Ran a 4.77. Poe ran a 4.89 at 300 pounds. So he's bringing an additional 55 pounds and, you know, a tenth slower. Now, fullback, he's going to get some work there. There's no doubt about it. Maybe not this year. Uh, I think he's going to have to make the roster as a guard. Um and who knows, maybe he could be an extra blocking tight end and tackle over situations. He could do fullback work if you wanted to him in certain running games, goal line situations. I don't think he's going to be an every down fullback, but I'm not telling him he can't. Now, 
again, let, let, let's go through his kind of stats, resume, and whatever, which is guard, they're pretty difficult to get, right? Um, he's got 37 career starts all at right guard. So is he somebody that could play left guard? Uh, you know, where's he going to fit there? He had 27 starts at Renard Rhine and uh, Hutchinson Community College and 10 at Mercer. And the coach's tape tells me this. And again, super coachable, super coachable. Dude is just vying to learn. And whenever they asked Trent Williams in the press conference about him, it's the biggest smile I've ever seen on Trent Williams' face. He 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 loved working with this kid. Um, one of the most fluid athletes in year one of the NFL. Like, if he makes it, it's because of athleticism and fluidity, right? So it's not just that he's athletic. Like Mike Renner said, the best pulling guard in the draft. Guess what? Shanahan and his own system and all that kind of stuff, he gets there. Now He's got a lot of work. Um, got to work on knee bend. Right off the bat, you know, just watching two to three clips, I'm like, wait a second, what's he doing there? Because a good guard will bend at the knees and sink in the seat, right? Sit on the bucket. That's what we would tell him. Like, sit on a bucket. Get your butt down. That's where your anchor and your power will come from. He's a waist bender. Not good. You lose leverage. You lose balance. All those things. Again, more testament to Jason Poe being raw. Um, can it be corrected? 100% it can um, but yeah, right now plays way too high and got to fix that. Bend the knees, not the waist and very heavy handed 34 bench press reps at 225 pounds. That's a testament to that. But when he gets his hands on people, it's violent. This dude is violent. Now, some of the mundane plays kind of leaves a lot to be wanting, but his highlight reel is incredible. It's just like, you know, the the simple down blocks and whatever else. Like, he, he's got to get some stuff. He's got to learn to anchor a little bit better. But all of the traits that you need are there. And for a 6'1 guard to have in your notes, man, plays too high, it just tells you. It's a project player at best. At best. And I love this kid. What's it look like long-term for him? Again, this list is to determine help and importance to the 2022 season. That's why I got him at 75. I mean, he's got so many guys in front of him at the guard position. So many guys. I just do not see a way for him to make the active 53-man roster as a guard. Now, perhaps in training camp, they get him working fullback. They get him working tight end. They get him working goal line packages, whatever. But is that somebody that you can keep on your roster for somebody that's going to play three to four games? Maybe, right? I don't think that it is. Not yet, especially with the 49ers and their defensive line depth. Are you going to drop a defensive tackle or a defensive end so that you can keep Poe as a third-string guard and you know two-play? I don't know. I, I don't see it. The fact that he's an undrafted free agent lets me think that you could probably slip this kid in on the practice squad, and that's where he should be. Um, again, if this was long-term impact, he'd be in the 50s. But I just cannot see him finding his way onto the field at either guard position in 2022. Even if there's one or two injuries, I still don't see it. The amount of guards on this team is baffling. Now we'll see. Will they work him out at center? Will they work him out? He could be anywhere. You know what I mean? But he's got to climb just because of the experienced bodies that are around. I do not – again – just as evenly as I see him not making the 53-man roster, that exact same level of confidence, he has to be on the practice squad. This is Jason Poe is why the practice squad was invented. 
you got to keep this kid. You, you got to keep him. So I don't think he makes it, but I think practice squad is where he belongs. And man, starter next year, perhaps who knows? Uh, but he's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be a fan favorite. And once we get some NFL tape on him in the preseason, whoo, that's going to be very telling. So again, we got him number 75 and this one could come back to bite me, and I hope it does. I really, really do, because he's a fun kid and just fun to watch. Uh, he's a Madden-created character. There's no doubt about it. So uh, number 75, Jason Poe. Man, I hope I ate my words on this one. Anyway, we're going to keep going. Number 74, tight end Troy Fumagalli. Uh, love the name. Uh, remember grading Troy whenever he came out of the 2018 draft. I had a third-round grade on him. I'll share with you my pre-draft write-up of him, um, you know, coming out of Wisconsin, um, and what it is that he brings to the 49ers. Now, again, remember this list one through 90 is trying to find the impact on the 2022 season alone. That's it. And that's why I have them higher than some of the other players that I think, you know, long-term will make a bigger play because I could honestly very easily see Troy Fumagalli getting snaps for the 49ers this year in season despite wherever he lands at the initial roster breakdown. So he's a tight end wearing number 49. Uh, there's a couple players with 49 numbers. Six foot six, 248. Ideal build for a tight end. Um, he's 27 years old, entering his fifth season in the NFL. And one of the reasons why I think that's important for a tight end, the tight end position is the most difficult transition from the college level to the NFL level. It's the most difficult. Rookie tight ends, even, you know, you look at Kyle Pitts and how great he is, even though he's more of a wide receiver. That's uncanny what he was able to achieve last year. It's very, very difficult uh, to be able to go from college to the NFL as a tight end. So somebody that's, you know, been there, he's bounced around a lot of teams and all that kind of stuff. I think it gives him a little bit more of a leg up over some of these younger tight ends that he's competing against. Um, and so anyway, now let, let's talk about he's from, oh, I'm going to mess this up, Wabansee Valley in Aurora, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Um, and he played for the Warriors, the Wabansee Warriors, man. I uh, love the alliteration there. And, you know, went to college at Wisconsin and was a very, very prominent player. Now, if we just look at kind of what he achieved in his college level, um, you know, redshirted his first year, then, you know, started playing in 2014, played in all 14 games with two starts at tight end. And again, finally got his second letter starting 11 games with four starts. Um, sorry, playing in 11 games with four starts 2015, and it just kept going. Uh, by his junior year, redshirt junior year, started all 14 games at tight end, and the senior year kind of exploded. Um, you know, shared the Jimmy Dimitrol Team MVP award with fellow senior teammates in 2017 at Wisconsin, and those were some really, really good teams. Now, some honors that he's received, academic All-Big Ten. Stop me if you heard this before. 49ers go after these guys. It's very important to them. Um, 2015, All-Big Ten honorable mention. 2016, Cotton Bowl Classic Offensive MVP, second team All-Big Ten. Um, and then 2017, John Mackey Award finalist. Bullsworth Trophy finalist. Second team All-American. I mean, you can just keep going. Uh, Qualic Clark Big Ten tight end of the year. First team All-Big Ten. It was unreal what he was able to achieve. And so he went from a walk-on 
to an earned scholarship, to invited to the Senior Bowl, to inviting to the Combine and getting drafted in the fifth round by the Denver Broncos. So this is a guy who has been very consistent with what it is that he wanted to accomplish and fought through that. Now, he's got an interesting story. You know, he was born with amniotic band constriction. They had to amputate part of his index finger um, right after he was born. So he's got an amputated finger, which definitely makes it difficult. Uh, Father played at Holy Cross. Both of his brothers played baseball. uh, One of his brothers played baseball at Dayton. The other one played football at Dayton. So very athletic family. Huge hands, um, despite that one finger being amputated. Ten and a quarter inch hands, 34 and one eighth arm length. Um, Not the strongest guy. Only 14 reps at the combine. Didn't do any of the running drills and stuff like that 40-wise. But athleticism is not really what he was bringing to the game. Let's go back now. And I I love that I've been doing this for so long that I can go back, you know, five-plus years and read my draft right up on these players Again, every one of these is written before the player is drafted, so I don't change it afterwards. This is what I had written on him before he was drafted. Um, Troy Fumagalli is a textbook run blocker that understands how to use his hips, cut off the defender from the run gap, locks onto his defender and pass protection like a left tackle, will be a major asset in goal line um, as he sets as a blocker, not the best wide receiver. Um Fumagalli's definition of fundamentals in all areas could teach some left tackles about footwork. Great feet. Um, I, I remember watching his. If you play O line or tight end for Wisconsin, you've gone through it. <laughs> you've gone through it. Um, Fumagalli is not a highlight reel, but grades out positive almost every play. Um, and my player comparison was a watered down Ben Watson. Ben Watson played for a long time. I had a third round grade on him back in third round grade. He went in the fifth round pick one fifty six. Um, and so when the Denver Broncos drafted him, um, he got, he was injured right off the bat. So he got placed on injured reserve to start his career and it never really took off. He gets waived, then the Houston Texans pick him up. Um, He gets waived, then he goes back to the Broncos, which I think is a testament, right? So they recognize that he had talent. They just had to move on because of injuries. They brought him back. He was with them for a full year on their practice squad. Then the Patriots picked him up. He got waived on injured reserve, right? Okay, so again, injuries are an issue. Then the 49ers picked him up. So... What has he done? He's only actually got snaps in two or recorded stats in two years, 2019 and 2020. In 2019, he had six catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. For 2020, eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. The reason why so many teams take a chance on him is today's NFL tight ends are more move tight ends. This dude's not a move tight end. That's not what he's going to be. You know, he's already he's got five career starts and played in 19 games, so he's got experience. There's no doubt about that. But I think the number three tight end spot is within his grasp. Do I think? Do I have him making it? No, that's why I have him at 74. Right, only 53 players make the roster, but there will be a third tight end. Whether that's Roz Dwelly, uh, whether it's Troy Fumagalli, you know, whether it's the guy they brought over from Buffalo, um, Croft, like he has a path to this. And with the 49ers heavy emphasis on the run game, Troy Fumagalli is going to get a bump there. I really believe that he will. Now, can he prove that he can outseat Dwelly? I don't know. And I'll say this, regardless, 
of whether Troy Fumagalli makes the initial 53, which I do not have him making. I Even if he doesn't make the practice squad, which I probably wouldn't put him there either, there is a legitimate chance if there is one injury to a tight end, whether that's you know Kittle, Warner, or whoever makes the number three spot, this dude's going to be number four. And I think... You know, it might be, you know, later in the season, but I could definitely see him being on special teams and being activated. That's why I think, you know, some of these younger players, Kyle Shanahan redshirts his rookies and undrafted free agents. They're going to sit. This dude, Troy from Magali, he could play right now and give you meaningful snaps from that number three. Now, again, okay, meaningful snaps. I'm talking five to ten snaps a game as the tight end three. <laughs> and so, like, I think that's what he brings. But... The trust that you could have in this veteran that's been around and been in so many systems and all that kind of stuff, it just is one of the smart things about this NFL roster that, guess what? If you have an injury or two at tight end and you see Troy Fumagalli out there, I'm not stressing about that because he can block so well. And so he brings something to the table that a lot of these other tight ends don't. Uh, everybody wants to focus on pass receptions and whatever, which he's okay at. I don't know. I mean, Roz Dwelly, I mean, he's bringing you average pass catching ability. But what he does bring you is above average blocking, and that is key. So I, w- I have no qualms about putting this guy out there with Trey Lance and all that stuff in obvious pass situations. Let Kittle run the routes. Let Troy block. Um, so possibly a tight end three, but that's why we got him at 74. Uh, if he would have been on the roster last year, probably would have had him in the 60s. But the depth that they have added across the board this year is just, it's unworldly. Uh, it's different. So just want to say thank you to Josh and Anthony, executive producers of this series, as we keep grinding through all 90. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.